Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the planet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? Turns out, that story was way bigger than just an optical illusion. It's a cautionary tale about the decline of clickbait sites, the rise of algorithms and internet polarization, and the end of fun on the internet. Seriously, and that's just one story. We're giving every character their 16th minute. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we have something pretty insane to announce. I can't believe it myself. But Dude, as the fact that we pulled this off is crazy. I cannot. I'm seriously, you guys, I, I don't believe this, but it happened. Hyundai, as you know, is one of our sponsors, and uh, they are amazing to work with. And they said to us, what would you like to do for your fans? Is there anything, like, big and bold you'd like to do? And we said, thinking that they would laugh, we said, we'd like to give them a Hyundai. And they <laughs> said, just like they, that, too, <laughs> pretty much. We were like, well, let's just go with the obvious thing. Give someone who needs a car a car. And they were like, OK, <laughs> so we yep. can't really believe it. But Hyundai is going to give someone in need of a car a car. One of our listeners. That's yeah. right. For real. No doubt. So you have until uh, Friday, September 17th. To get your submissions in. Yes, this is quick. This is yeah. quick, okay? I don't know why it's quick, but that's what Hyundai decided. It had to be quick. I so don't know Friday, why. September 17th at midnight Pacific time. That's You have to have your submission in by then. Just go to fakedocshyundaigiveaway.com. That's fakedocshyundaigiveaway.com. Dot com. And what you're going to do is, in 100 words or less, tell us why you or someone you love really needs a car. Now, please don't go to this and waste anybody's time. 
if you don't really need a car or if you have a car and it's just a bad car. This is for people who whose lives would really be changed. You can get that job that you've wanted to get. You can go take care of that relative that you need to take care of. Someone whose life would substantially be changed if they were to be given a car, a Hyundai by Zach and Donald and fake doctors. Uh, this is real. I can't believe it. I know you're, I know I, you're thinking. I cannot believe we pulled this off, dude. <laughs> I can't. So some lucky winner who goes to fakedocshyundaigiveaway.com and tells us in 100 words or less why you should be the recipient or someone you love should be the recipient of this Hyundai, you're going to win a car. And it's free. And it's pretty amazing. Right, Joelle? Yeah, totally. It's a Tucson. It's the one Donald was driving oh, us around. Oh, it's the it's Tucson. Tucson. And it's a Tucson. Yeah. Not even like a smaller Ooh. new Hyundai Tucson. It's the new Real Hyundai Tucson. The new oh Hyundai gosh. Tucson. So seriously, thanks to everybody at Hyundai. We can't believe this. Of course, what you say will be vetted. So don't be like, we could just tell them that. We're... No, don't do that. It's all going to be vetted. But I feel like this is a really, Donald and I had this idea, like there's somebody out there whose life could really be changed for the better who can't get to the job that they wish they could have because they don't have a car or they can't visit that relative or whatever the story is. Uh, if that's you, please go to fakedocshyundaigiveaway.com. You have to have your submission in by Friday, September 17th at midnight Pacific time. So guys, the live show, if you we missed did it, it, lots of people are asking, um, hey, I missed it. Can I watch it? Yes, you can watch it until when, Joelle? This Thursday? Yes, at midnight Pacific Standard Time, I believe. At midnight Pacific Standard Time That's on three the days. 16th. So you got it's today. Yom Kippur. It's Yom. You guys know it's Yom Kippur. Of course. There you go. You got um, today, tomorrow. That's and it. then that's it. The no, next get, day, well, and no, then that's it. You got today. You got tomorrow, and then you got uh, Thursday till midnight Pacific Boom. Time. And I know those numbers are those hours are off in Europe, but I don't do math. <laughs> um, the point is, uh, you didn't miss it. Go to onlocationlive.com and uh, you can watch the show. We had Aloma Wright, who plays Nurse Roberts. We had Rob Mascio, who plays the Todd. We had Krista Miller, who plays Jordan. We had Bill Lawrence, who created the whole darn thing. We had Joelle, Daniel, and the Donald Faison. And we had Zach Graff. And John C. McGinley. Oh, of course. I buried the lead, and we had the legendary, <laughs> the legendary, legendary Johnny C. McGinley. The king. So uh, please go check it out. We had a lot of fun, and we think you'll enjoy it. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, friends. Aloha. How you doing there, Adeyashun? <laughs> I'm well. How are you, Zach? Uh, uh, is that your dog that's barking? That is my dog that's barking. I like your hoodie. It's, uh, it's got uh, mouse ears on it. Well, you know me and the mouse. You know how much I love the mouse. Right, but this is a really cool sweatshirt uh, for you listeners at home. It's a, it has a hoodie, and then on the hoodie are two hoodie ears for me. Mm. Got it at Disneyland. Yeah, it looks Classic. good on you. You look good. By the way, you are so skinny in this episode. Yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> Did you? I, I mean, you're working out, your character's in the gym, but you're like... I mean, you look better than Tay Diggs. I mean, I don't. You know, mean when I look back, religious, but better which, than Tay that's Diggs. That's nuts. No, nothing is better than Tay Diggs, and I will fight anyone to the death. In my humble opinion, you look more handsome and blasphemy than the Tay Diggs. Blasphemy. By the way, this episode has so much fucking funny shit in it. I laughed out loud. I laughed quite times. a bit, also. 
Um, I will say this. This I look back at this, I, and I remember thinking to myself, wow, I thought I was so chubby when making this. You know what really? I mean? Really? Then you might have body dysmorphia. No, it, it, it all boils down to remember the Titans. That's the most ripped I had ever been in my life up until uh, Kick-Ass 2. Mm-hmm. And so to were you more ripped in Kickass Two? Oh, I, in, in Kickass Two, I was man ripped. And remember the Titans? I was a little man boy. Ripped. You know what I mean? So it's right. like you get ripped, and the abs don't look the way you want them to look. They're kind of you know what I mean. In Kickass Two, and I, and what's crazy is in Kickass Two, I never take off my shirt or anything like that. But because I wanted to look feel like a superhero, I got in sick shape. Right. It gave you a good rationalization to, to, right. to get ripped. That was real ripped. That was like man ripped, where the the abs looked like squares and not little squiggly lines across. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. was that real shit. That, that real was like shit. yeah. Anyway, um, but I remember thinking I was so so because of that, because of uh, because of remember the Titans, not being able, you know, having a flat stomach and being toned and everything like that was was fine, but it wasn't. And it wasn't like you know I I I shitted on myself and I and I gave myself such uh, such a complex because I felt like it wasn't good enough. Like remember the Titans at that point was that was peak right. that was fighting weight. Well, I want you to know that I'm watching this episode and there is your character in the gym, but even separately aside, I, I noticed that you looked particularly good. I'm I'm trying again, man. We all try. Like you know what's great Go is ahead. that. I have the rest of my life to try and figure this out. Yeah. You know Amen. what I mean? Amen. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have yeah, the rest buddy. of my life to try well, and figure this out. Uh, you know, it just uh, it just takes commitment. And if you fall back off the horse, you can get your ass right back on. That's right. I, I went up to Hudson, New York, which I highly recommend to anyone who visits the East Coast. It's two hours north of Manhattan, and you can take a train there or drive there. And it's this beautiful little cute town, and they have great restaurants and uh, little inns. And a good friend of mine owns a bar there that you should go visit called Back Bar. Uh, anyway, it was really really cool, and I thought of it because I certainly uh, was eating like a fool and drinking like a fool, um, and came back feeling like I was four months pregnant. Really? But I, but I was back in the gym today, baby. Even good for though you. It hurt. Even though it hurt, I had the most amazing meals, and the place is awesome, and it's very romantic. Uh, I highly recommend it. I, I, I don't know why I'm doing an ad for Hudson right now, but it's a great <laughs> place to visit. Um, but anyway, the point is, we all have those weekends where we eat our weight in, in naughty food and drink, and then what happens? Monday morning, back on the wagon, Donald Faison. Good for you. Where'd By the way, you my do? body is very made fun of in this episode. Um, let's talk about. And you look great. That's the thing, though. Look at. No, look. I was not exercising. I wasn't overweight. Obviously, I was, you know, doughy, if you will. But I wasn't over that badly overweight. But I wasn't going to the gym. Obviously, I, and there's no tone to my body. The whole joke is that next to Keith, who's a ripped Adonis with his dynamite areolas. This is, is this where is this where dynamite areolas comes from? Yes, this is the this is the episode where you think you're better than me, Keith, with your rock hard abs and your dynamite areolas. Hey, Joel. Hi, Joel. Hi, guys. I think that's um. I think I made that line up. I'm proud mm-hmm. to say because it's uh it's pretty funny. Well, it's traveled all the way over to 
Fake Doctors, Real Friends. That's like one of the early episodes. You talk about my areolas and you call them dynamite areolas. Well, you have <laughs> melted Hershey's Kisses, which are beautiful. But you think you're better than me, Keith, with your rock-hard abs and your dynamite areolas? Like, why is JD commenting on another man's areolas? <laughs> because he's jealous. He wants them. Keith looks good, though, I got to say. He does. Yeah, I'm, let's, let's keep that 100. Yeah, I want to say that. Uh, Can we jump uh, off topic real quick? I know we're all we, we're we're trying to. We're stick all in different time. locations. Before we do, is that what you're going to jump off? All of our backgrounds are now officially different. Completely Joel, yeah. different. <laughs> yep. Daniel, you're on vacation somewhere. I am actually returning from vacation, and I'll keep this section short. But um, while I was on vacation, I was uh, exposed to someone who was exposed to someone unvaccinated who tested positive for COVID. Didn't find out till a couple of days later, so I'm currently quarantining at my parents' house before I go back to my place uh, with my lovely Stephanie. Okay, but uh, have you been tested and don't have it so far? I'm getting tested tomorrow. I'm waiting till five days after exposure. I'm getting a PCR test tomorrow morning, and then I'll find out. Okay, and Joelle, are you just in your own kitchen, but a different angle or something? Yes, this is my kitchen. Uh, my dog is up from a nap. She's not allowed in my room. My brother has to edit, so I'm pulling double duty. Dog parent duty and producer duty. We're getting it done. Okay, and Donald's in his new office, and I'm in my apartment. It's a whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. <laughs> a whole new thing. Hold your breath. It gets better. No one to tell us no. And where to go? Say we're only dreaming. A whole new world. Listen, it Broadway. Be that hard down. Oh, wow. <laughs> Delta, Delta or not, Broadway is coming back, and I am going to be the first in line, mofos. Don't you dare close your eyes. Joelle, did you see that Sarah Bareilles posted um, a video of them f at first rehearsal, uh, the company singing uh, opening up the opening song of Waitress. Nope, but I'm checking it out as soon as we wrap up here. Cannot uh, wait. I, I, I reposted it on my Instagram and I was like, I'm already waiting outside. It was so <laughs> exciting. And there's another video that was very moving. This uh, young African-American stage manager uh, uh, is, is making an announcement to the audience. You can't see the audience. You only see him. I also, uh, you can search for this online. But he, he makes the announcement. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first production of Broadway post-pandemic. And the crowd, you can hear them go crazy. And he kind of gets moved. And you see that he's looking at the monitor. And he goes, it turns to his friend. He goes, oh, my God, they're giving it a standing ovation. And it was just so heartwarming and moving that Broadway is, is doing everything it can to come back. I'm excited. Like, not that I was going to Broadway a lot back in the day, but I'm just excited that you know, there are a lot of actors and actresses and people who work behind the scenes and everything who are out of musicians, jobs for yeah. musicians and everything who were out of jobs for a really long time. Yeah. And it's an art form and I respect every art form. And so and also I have a personal stake in it. Also, my mother is an agent to so many fabulous and wonderful Broadway performers. And so, you know, I'm really excited for this for this yeah. form of expression to have its chance again. And I feel like because of pandemic, it's going to have a big opportunity yes. because people are looking for something yes. and looking for something different. Absolutely. And for two years of not seeing shows, two yeah. years almost. And you have to be vaxxed. You have to show your vax card to go. So if you're for some reason, one of those people who doesn't want to get vaxxed, maybe seeing a Broadway show will be your raison. Hopefully. Yeah. 
please. Um, but I'm very excited to go uh, see Waitress and to see um, everything. I'm literally. Is she going to break out into I'm not going to write to a love song in the, middle, in the middle of Waitress? No, I don't think you understand how good Waitress is and also how Sarah Bareilles is such a savant that not only did she write the music and lyrics for the show, but has taken to starring in it and blowing people away with her acting ability. Um, I sound like Sarah's publicist, but she is a really, really talented human being. So no, and no love, no right to a love no. Song. She's not going to no, okay. break Damn. into her her album. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Um, all right, let's get into the show, baby. Wait, girl. no. Before we get into the show, I just wanted to talk about one more thing with you. I just completed my first writer's room ever. Yay! Oh. Thunderous applause, Daniel Orzak. This is the hardest thing ever in the history of things. And it was a lot of fun. And, you know, but to simplify something that you spent so much time thinking about is probably one of the hardest things so far that I've had to do. And we are, oh, we're not it's even a whole new. It's a whole new chapter of your career because you've never done. Just to quickly, for people who aren't in the business, uh, a writer's room is the obvious. It's when writers uh, of a show sit around a table or, in this case, in these days, often a Zoom, and uh, create something together under the, under the leadership of a leader who's called the showrunner. In this case, that's Donald. How many well, writers? Well, I'm not, I'm not necessarily the showrunner. Right now, it was pretty much we were all trying to figure out how to do it. The, the budget well, it's your, isn't... it's your baby, so you right, probably but the were bu- leading... Yes, but I'm also taking, you know, it's also my first writer's room, so I'm also taking the lead from people who have been Good. in writer's rooms before. Good, so was it successful? How many episodes did you write? We 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 were supposed to come up with 10 episodes. We wrote, to be careful, uh, something like 17 episodes and then three uh, premises. Wow. Congratulations. Four, four. That is no, cool. sorry, 16 and 4. Something wow. like that. I could that be is, wrong. That is no small feat. I have the, I have a bunch of papers in front of me now. I'm very proud of you. Sorry, 15. 15. 15. I'm very proud of you. Thank you very much. It's one of the most difficult things ever because then after you after you come up with the idea, it's like, how do I make this two minutes now? You know what I mean? And then after making, you know, then how do I make it read like it's two minutes also? Because it's you know, to make it two minutes, you can edit and you can cut and you can snip and you can do a bunch of things. But how do I make it read like it's two minutes also? Yeah. You know, learning that yeah. once you add and then and then and then you're already you've lost. You've, you're already you're already too far ahead. Right. Like just so many rules in this. In, in so this, the each episode will be two minutes long, two minutes long. Uh, uh, each episode is two minutes long. Uh-huh. And it's a it's it's a you know, and it's. Do I have a part, or is it going to be Justin you absolutely, Long? Absolutely, it's absolutely you. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna hit up Justin Long also. But I know, but I, I, Justin Long is starting to get a little too deep into a friendship with you, and I'm not exactly loving it. And I, <laughs> and I can I show you wanna... so many pictures of how these hoes ain't loyal, Joel and Daniel. I see you both oh. laughing, but what? Listen, Zach Braff. Is these hoes ain't loyal? Oh, this hoe is loyal. You. This is one loyal motherfucker. Ho. You went and got the ultimate and went after freaking Morgan Freeman. I got pictures of you and Morgan. I got pictures of you <laughs> and motherfucking Morgan, Morgan I got pictures of you Hose. and motherfucking Diddy. Like, yeah. yeah, dude, this dude's got like a bunch of. of no, those of, are, of, first of all, those don't. Those men don't. I don't want to hear this shit. This, this is a. This is the. This is how they. This is how it works. 
This is these are the people that he tells you not to worry about. Don't and you then worry when the about breakup Morgan, happens, Morgan when the breakup happens, <laughs> Morgan Freeman's gonna be all up in my face like, stop calling him. <laughs> um, those men, those I uh, Hova doesn't mean anything to me next to you, baby. Um, all right, let's get into this. This is a very, very, very funny episode. Um, I don't even remember shooting any of it. And um, it's hilarious. Five, six, Here's seven, eight. stories about a show we made About a bunch of docs and nurses And a janitor who loved to hate I said, here's a story that we all should know So gather around to hear our Gather around to hear our Scrubs rewatch show with Zach and Dono mm-hmm. I don't remember any of it. Not one part of this episode i don't I, this was like watching something anew yes oh, and i thought God. i was gonna remember it too because i remember the title my buddy's booty i thought because of your um juicy ass that it was referring to your booty that would have been nice yeah but it's it an episode I'd like to watch by the way there was this meme of all the olympic cyclers did you see that picture oh my god that's, you want to talk about chunky asses, dude. All the Holy Olympic cyclers cow. have the juiciest asses. And someone created a meme that says, damn, I need to cycle. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> they got some um, chunky Oh, Speaking booty. of cycling, I almost died on my bike today. Biking in New York was always a double black diamond oh sport. But I got to tell you, post-pandemic, it is insanity. What's going on? Well, there are so many more delivery men. I think what I assume what happened is during the pandemic, the need for uh, food delivery guys surged, right? And they all ride electric bicycles. Now, these are not normal electric bicycles. These are like essentially fucking motor scooters, but they're electric bicycles. They fly. And these dudes, I respect their hustle. They're going for their get the cash, but they are insane. And they're, forget any rules. The police of New York couldn't possibly police this. So every which way on the street, and they fly. And then you got tourists on city bikes going the wrong way, and they're not. <laughs> nobody's wearing helmets. It's just, it's insanity. And it's like Frogger on acid, uh, oh my but, gosh. but you die. <laughs> and I almost died today. I'm glad you did. Oh, no. I'm yeah, so, I'm so glad you're still here. Yeah, seriously. I think I read that one pedestrian dies a day in Manhattan. I don't know oh, if that's true. See, that's enough for me to stop. Joel, can you look that up? I, I don't know if that's a fact I made up, but I heard that a pedestrian a day dies. That is enough for, to stop me from going outside. Right there <laughs> in there. That is well, it. it's very uh, – trust me, I'm good. I'm a good bicycler. I've been riding in Manhattan for many, many, many years, but I definitely notice – that oh, and they also introduced this other insane thing. I can't believe who, the fucking government let this through. But they also have these elect full like scooters, like JD's scooter, but yeah. it's electric, and you just it has an app, and you swipe your fucking app, and you start up the scooter. So people who don't know what they're doing are driving those around the city now. It's fucking wait, nuts. like Sasha's scooter or like yes, not in, but they're electric, but they look like Sasha. <laughs> and dudes are on the bike paths with them. Going the wrong way. <laughs> Insane, dude. It's wild. Yeah. It's so advanced. I helmet wow. up and everything, but today. Yeah, I you have to. Got it. You have I really to. really appreciate well, that. You know, you I have got to. lights on my shit, too. Nice. Speaking of helmeting up, helmeting up, 
Yeah. Gary Busey's on the show. Gary Busey's back. Um, this show is so, this episode is so ridiculous. Directed Dude. by Randall Winston. I, was this Randall's first episode? I believe this is his first episode. What a great job. And he has a great little uh, 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 transition uh, that happens later on in the show with the sneakers and the hanging. Yeah, we'll get to that, I'm sure. We'll get to that. But Randall Winston, as we know, he's been on the show. He was our line producer. We told you what that was about. That's mostly the guy who's looking at the the money and dealing with the exact money and budget. Uh, Written by Mark Stegman, one of our very funny writers. But this was Randall's first episode he directed, I believe, or was it second? Terrell, double-check that for me, too. But anyway, uh, the episode starts, J.D. and Elliot are bonding again, and uh, J.D.'s getting over breaking up with Julie. And uh, Elliot yeah. apparently thinks she also thinks she looks like Gary Busey because she covers her face with a Gary Busey picture. I think she covers the face with Gary Bu- with the Gary Busey picture, and you're like, "Oh, now it's you and me." And she's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? It's Gary Busey." I don't think she covers it trying to make it seem like it's her. Hold on one second, um, Joelle. I'm looking at what you said. Pedestrian deaths in the city have surged 58 percent so far in 2021. Jeez. So you know I'm not fucking lying. Staying home now. Compared to the same period in 2020. Oh, but you're saying the total deaths is went is what does that mean? 41 deaths from 26. Oh, it's it's so far in 2021. It's 41. So not quite one a day, but still a lot. Oh, oh, but so 41. Oh, but it's halfway through the year, so that would Mm -hmm. that would roughly be 80. Okay, I was wrong, but we're headed towards 80 deaths, pedestrian deaths for 2021. Yes, and this is Randall's second episode. Yes, that's what I'm telling you, and this is Randall's second director project. My my figure that I once heard might be um, New York um, City, meaning all five boroughs. Mm. 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 Anyway, Mm. um, uh, I'm telling you, uh, C surged 58%, so you get, I'm not lying. It's fucking nuts out there. Be careful when you're in New York. You gotta look. Yo, I once I once stepped things. into the street once, and I had looked the proper way because the streets are all one way. And a biker yelled at me. He goes, "You gotta look both ways." And he was going the wrong way, and I was like, "Ah!" I had to bite my fist. Yeah, you did. All right. So Elliot um, doesn't know how to pull pranks, and she throws. She's uh, really bad. She throws a raccoon into she throws the a shower. Raccoon with you. into the shower, which is first of all, so many questions. Where did Elliot get this raccoon? <laughs> right. <laughs> But kudos to the stuntman. I don't know which one of the fellas it was, but he took a nice fucking hit on that cabinet with that went under the shower curtain. Not only that, he then was still conscious enough to push the flap down the the the, what shower, is, curtain? the shower curtain down because the wind was blowing the shower curtain. And it looked like the dangle was about to be seen. Oh, really? He, well, it wouldn't have been my peep. It would have been his. But that was a very impressive hit with, with clearly no vision. I mean, he, was, he couldn't see. Uh, so thank you, Mr. Stuntman, for making me look good. Well I done. Know, I don't know which one it was. So then this, this episode has so many wacky stunts in it. So then I'm put, pulling Elliot on rollerblades yes. with, a, with a water ski rope behind my scooter. This is called scooter blading. Right, and the stunt woman, the stunt woman, I'm like fucking uh, Bobby Brady. The stunt woman who leaps over the stretcher is an exact match for Sarah. I went back frame by frame. It's obviously not Sarah because it's a pretty major stunt, but you can't tell that it's not Sarah. Didn't you notice that, Donald? It didn't look like Sarah to me, but okay. 
Really? Yeah, it's I mean, rare. Usually, when you have a stunt person, they you'll you'll see later with with, with JD on rollerblades. When it's going to be a stunt, you can tell because they start hiding their face, like with their arm a little bit, or they're ducking their head. But that woman does a giant rollerblade split jump, and she's showing her face. And I was like, "There's no way that was Sarah." And I went back, and I and I kind of went, I went frame by frame, and you can't you can't really tell. They found a good. They found a good one. Yeah, they did. Unless that is Sarah, but I don't think that's Sarah. I don't think it's I'm Sarah. Sure Sarah's that's not, Sarah. not. Sarah's not coordinated enough to risk that. <laughs> no, she can dance. She's pretty athletic. She's just never been. I know, but if you look at the stunt, team. if you, I at first I went back and I went, oh, maybe she leapt over the camera and with no ra- rollerblades on. But no, it's a woman doing a split jump on rollerblades. I don't think it's Sarah. I don't think we it's could, Sarah either. We could ask no. Sarah. No. All right, fuck her. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. I love that wacky Canadian. How about uh, Cox falling straight on his back? Um, it made me realize that Johnny C doesn't do a ton of physical comedy in the show. That wasn't his character. No, he does not. And I do, and I do believe uh, Johnny C does have a bad back. This is around the time that your back started getting bad, too, also, though, isn't it? This is around the yeah. time of the hernia. This is around the time of the I don't know if it was back. the time of the hernia, but definitely five years of running into shit yeah. to make America laugh started to take a toll on me. Right. <laughs> this was, I, remember, I, I remember all of a sudden you being like, dude, stop fucking around my back, my back, my back. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely I solved a bunch of issues I started to have with my back, and then I did have a hernia. I don't know if it was around this time. But, you know, I was not much of an athlete and not in much shape. But I really took a love to physical comedy and was trying to do as much of it as I could. And then, of course, some of that caught up. Because if I was in shape and stretching and doing it all right, it probably would have been better. But I was doing none of that. I was just trying to make people laugh. Right on. As you should. Um, So he falls right on his back. But by the way, not even a fantasy. I mean, that would really, I mean, you could really, really, really hurt yourself if Cox, if you did what Cox did in the ICU just to prove a point. Yes. There are a lot of moments in this show today, I mean, that we that we just watched where I was like, okay, so this none of this is going to ever track, and it's all really happened. Yeah. But none oh, of it will ever Vader, track. The Vader thing? One, how many piercings does JD have now? <laughs> well, he has all those piercings, and they very quickly disappear, right? Well, right. One, one, one doesn't very quickly disappear. Well, There's a callback at the end of the show. All right, so JD, you're jumping ahead, but not JD, by much. JD goes and tries to hit on JD and Elliot are both horny, and they both want booty calls. Yes, JD has heard that the woman who does piercings at the mall or wherever, yeah, wherever it is, <laughs> that she's that she's easy. Um, easy. She's so he tries to hit on her. Promiscuous. Yes. He tries yes. to hit on her. And he, I go, maybe later you can show me where else you're pierced. And then I look down at her vagina, which is just so preposterously inappropriate. <laughs> and JD, JD gets exactly what's coming to him because she wrestles him to the ground and pierces him all over his face and then his penis. Yes. And, um, and we learn that he's got an emerald. Yes. In his penis. I forgot what that's yes. called. What's that called when you get a penis jewel? 
Joelle left the conversation. She's a I specialist. I don't know. I think it's Joelle's here. William? Prince Albert. Oh, Prince she's Albert. here. Prince Albert. Now, Joelle, is a Prince Albert um, a, 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 just a piercing, or can it also be an an emerald? And and where does it go? It goes through the tip of the. Well, a piercing urethra? can have yeah! an emerald. In it. That is where it goes. Or you can get a Jacob's ladder, which is where you're pierced up the shaft. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Wait a second. A yeah. Jacob's ladder is multiple piercings up the shaft. Yep. Also, what now. a thing to reference. Yeah. Now, now, if you're if you're yeah. a man, if you're a man uh, listening to this, you might be holding your penis right now because the thought of it hurts. <laughs> I just I, yelled uh, uncontrollably. So the Prince Albert goes through the tip, the urethra. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So I'm assuming that's what JD got. Um, and, yes. And and it's an emerald. It's a green yes. emerald. <laughs> so so wait. So at the end, when the janitor has an emerald on the tip of his yes, mop. he stole it when he and Cox <laughs> broke into my home. <laughs> this episode is this episode is so fucked up. So JD, sorry. So we're jumping around, but but Cox and the janitor become drinking buddies. <laughs> And after drinking one night, they break into JD's home. Yes. And the janitor reveals that he often does this. And he um, likes to, he does it a few times a week, he says. He likes to move stuff around, turn off my alarm, and occasionally cut my bangs. Yes. But what we also learn is that in moving my bed to the parking lot, I'm apparently a very, very deep sleeper. Right. The janitor removes the emerald jewel from my Prince Albert piercing. Yes. And mounts it on his mop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is some bad shit fucking right. Dude, I never put this together when we were making this show. No, I didn't realize out of sequence. That's yeah. what we're learning from watching this in sequence, how fucking bad shit season five is. And I love it. Yeah, it's, I'm here for it. I'm here I'm for totally season here for five, it. man. Yeah. I want to, I, 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 I really, I, I think, I don't know what happens in season six where the tone goes, but season five is season my favorite. Five is, yeah. So far, it's my type of comedy where it's like, how dare they, how dare they do that? Because now they have to explain it. But then, nah, you don't have to explain it. You know what it is, dude? It's like Bill was, it was shocking what Bill could get away with season one through four with humor and then still circling round to heart. It was always like, wow, how does he do that? That's amazing. Now this motherfucker was like, let me see if I can push it further. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because even at the end of this episode, which is bad shit, it ends with heart with Mrs. Wilk and everyone gathered around her bed. Yeah. Dude, he's masterful at it. Speaking of Bill, listen, I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna reveal something that I, I haven't, and I'm sure you guys have probably picked up on it. Uh, up until about a Please week be gay. ago. Please be gay. Please no, be gay. no, 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 Wow. And every time Bill was on, I would be like, oh, and Ted Lasso's doing so well. And I was can, sincerely I'll pulling it out of my ass. I'll never anything you say ever I'm good again, at it. Donald. I'm really How good at it. How many did you watch? You were good. You were good. I watched all of them. Nice. Dude, it's one of the best shows I've ever watched in my life, man. Like, really good. In all honesty, man, like, I'm sitting there, like, and I'm in awe of 
uh, one of my really good friends. Like I'm in awe. Like I can't yeah. believe it. Like part of me's like, part of me's like, like I watched Scrubs and I'm like, yeah, Scrubs is good, and I was a part of it, and it's changed my life, and it's made me, you know, a very, 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 very fortunate uh, person, and it's given me a lot of great things. But watching Ted Lasso, I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like, it's just great storytelling. And I can't, like, part of me is like, part of me is almost like, I can't believe Bill did this. You know what mm. I mean? Like, it's mm -hmm. it's so fucking You're proud good. of like, him, yeah. It's amazing. I'm so proud of episode him. Episode two yeah, is like, probably your favorite episode, though, right? In all honesty, <laughs> in season one, out of all of season one, episode two, truthfully, is my favorite episode. No How can you believe him? <laughs> no, I do believe Joel, come on. A, don't rain on my parade. And B, he's, no, has his, he has his sincere face on. I know his sincere face. The sincere face. I'm sincere. still learning. Yeah. Yeah. I I cannot. I, my, my wife, too. We like, we caught up and I'm pissed off that we caught up to where it's at. I now. know. You know what I Isn't mean? That, that's like, what happens. I'm sure the people listening feel that about Scrubs. It's like, uh, and we feel it about shows we love. When you when when it's over, you're like, but, but I but I miss them. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I want to. Yeah. You, you want to you want to hang out with those people. When I felt that about Lasso when it ended, uh, when season one ended, I was like, but I I miss Roy. Right. <laughs> so, how great so is Brett good. Goldstein? Uh, Brett is amazing. amazing. So Brett good. is amazing. The kid who plays Jamie Tart. Jamie Tart. Dude, man, holy shit. Like, the whole cast, everybody. Uh, everybody. Everybody's really good. and They're it, all nominated. Every single they, one. Well, not But Phil, they should actually, be. But. They, uh, they, 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 they should be, though. Phil you know, should have like, been. Yeah, of course. Uh, um, yeah, you know. man. It's so cool. I'm so happy to have a tiny piece of it. I, I feel so lucky to be w amongst them. I'm just so impressed. I'm sincerely so impressed. And I, I didn't, you know... I put it off and I put it off and I tried to watch the first episode once and I just didn't get the tone, uh, but I had only watched like five minutes of it. And then after the first episode was over, Casey and I went through three or four in one night and then finished. I think what probably happened, if you, if you recall, is that you got through the first one and you're like, I think I like it. And then you watched episode two. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And then the snowball. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. That's exactly what happened. I I already said episode two was my favorite episode of Good. season one. All right, I, I'm so. not going to disagree with you because okay. you're smart and <laughs> artistic and thoughtful. But I just want to say, holy shit. Wow. What a great yeah. show. Great one. Show. Two, Charlotte Lawrence posted pictures of herself in this blue dress. Uh, I don't This is all has scrubs related. She looks just like her mom, dude. Mm. Holy cow, she looks like Krista. Really? It's it's like if Krista it's would if you were to rewind it back in time, yeah. it would be Krista instead of uh instead of Charlotte. It's it's really impressive and you know I, It's I a wanna... shame that nothing works out for that family. Okay, uh we are going to, <laughs> we go to take break. a quick break, break and we'll be right back. Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. 
Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized and already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms, And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and we're back and we're back we did we talked about the rock hard abs and keys dynamite areolas 
Right. And I turn around and I reveal that I've got scratches all down my back. And the interns say, <laughs> what, what's that? And I go, those, Jason, are the panicked scratches <laughs> of the adolescent raccoon. And I love that I say raccoon. Like, <laughs> that's not how I would normally pronounce raccoon. But you know what? I have. It's funnier. Since, it's just funnier yeah. to say raccoon. I was about to say, I have since adopted that way of saying raccoon. <laughs> Because raccoon is way funnier. Raccoon is just somehow way funnier. Yeah. So good. The adolescent, the scratches of the of the panicked adolescent raccoon. <laughs> okay, now the janitor for some reason now owns an eighteen. Eighteen van. van. He's I don't got know the why. Van. <laughs> for yes. no reason. Yeah. It's never explained, but the janitor has purchased an eighteen van. Yes. For those and of you also- who are too young to know, eighteen was an action show that I grew up loving, and Donald did too. Mr. T, B.A. Baraka. And it was funny because it, it was a great show, uh, this, this, this underground team of mercenaries. Well, guess, of mercenaries would solve. It's like Bad Batch now. It's the Bad Batch, pretty much. Mm. Okay, I don't understand that. I know that's a Star Wars thing. I don't know what it is. But it's like A-Team? Pretty much. Did, do they build something at the at, in the third act that saves the day? No, you they just, don't build anything in the third act, but they're on the run from the law. They're this badass group of mercenaries, uh, and they're helping out along. They're helping out people in need along the way. Oh yeah, well that's the plot of A Team. Except without the animation, it's real. Anyway, um, I loved it, and uh, it was funny because it was meant for kids, but there was so much gun play. They were always shooting it, but no one ever got shot. It was one of the. It was like in the cartoon G.I. Joe, how the plane explodes and everyone parachutes out. Yeah. No one ever, there was so much gunfire in in A-Team, but no one ever got hit. Yeah. Right? I love it. Well, one time, one episode, Face gets shot. They're on a plane and Face gets shot. Right, it was probably like his, oh yeah, we talked about this, how they used to drug B.A. Baracus. Yeah. Mr. T, because Mr. (laughs) T was afraid of flying, they would drug him. Yeah. (laughs) They got him every time. Every time. <laughs> I ain't getting on no plane, Hannibal. You ain't yeah. going to trick me this. Yeah. They drugged him. I don't know if you could do that today. I don't think you're allowed to dose your friends. I mean, nah, yeah. Know. Yeah, you yeah, you are. It's just not I don't illegal. think in a show. I just don't think in a, sh- in a show. Oh, you, oh, you don't. Oh, right. Got it. I understand. I'm saying in 2021, I think people would find objection to them dosing B.A. Baractus to knock him out. To I don't think so. I, I don't think so if they're going to like. Guatemala to save a village of. Oh, you're saying you know as long I mean? as it's for a good cause. As you can long as it's for friend? a good cause, you can <laughs> knock your friend out. <laughs> All right. Well, watch um, E Team. Uh, by the way, it probably still holds up if you have a of a young teenager. They might still like it. I, I, I doubt it. I doubt. No. I doubt it. That and Knight Rider were my favorites. You remember? Oh man, Hasselhoff, you know, he was my hero. Dude, Hasselhoff's a good guy, by the way. He was really Hasselhoff out of nowhere. I mean, a lot of celebrity people reached out to Amanda, but David Hasselhoff randomly was one of them. He was like, 
such a sweetheart. Like, let me know if there's ever anything I can do for you. And he was just, you know, it's funny because he was a childhood hero of mine. He, a lot of younger people know him from Baywatch, which was sillier. But when we were kids, he was the star of a very popular show called Knight Rider. And so it was just kind of cool that out of all the celebrities, many of whom were, were lovely to Amanda, he was happened to be one of them. Well, you know, there were no guns. There were no you. guns on Knight Rider either. Like Michael Knight never carried a gun. No, he just fought and had a magical yeah. car. Yeah. Um, there's, a famous, uh, there's a fam- famous uh, quote in this episode uh, or meme I often see. It's like you're begging me to hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I say that. So this is official. But Jordan, tell me if I'm saying it right. Cuckold's. Dr. Cox. Yeah, he doesn't seem to have any jealous bone in his body, Cox. No. Because she's always no. in front of him, a cuckold. I think that's right. Joelle, you're our expert that's on correct. Thing. So if if that's when the man watches him himself be cheated on? Yeah, essentially. Pretty okay. much. But the it's man not knows because it's not it. cheating. The man knows about it. The man, Even, is, well, in a cuckold situation, the man is turned on by watching. Not necessarily woman. turned on. The man just knows that I have to, like in some of the videos that I watch, some of the men are like, <laughs> I can't believe my wife is doing this. I know, this. but he's acting. Why is she doing Donald, this? I hate to break it to you, but that, that, that adult performer is acting, I believe. Oh, oh. <laughs> No, but Joelle oh. is part of the. Kink. So there's no scenario where a woman could force, like, a man to watch that situation happen. Well, then their relationship might be over. I think the the particular um, sexual uh, kink is that the term, Joelle? Yeah. Nice. Is nice. that you? Um, is that the that the the man or woman, depending on the partner, is is turned on by the act, even if they in some mm-hmm. in some cases they are right. humiliated on purpose. Yeah, she yeah, says yeah. things like, your peep isn't as big as his. You suck. Yeah, that's the, yeah. In, the in the videos that I've seen when doing research about cuckold. <laughs> when doing research about this yeah, episode. That's, that's, that's what, that's, that's what, that's pretty much how all of the videos I can't go. think of something I would be, that is less my thing. Hey, kudos to you if you found your thing. But I do not want my woman cheating on me and making fun of my penis size. But hey, to each their own. Truly. This dick is so much better than yours. <laughs> Look how it curves. Yours doesn't curve. Oh, my word. <laughs> Look at that glorious foreskin. Yours is gone, Jew. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who are you dating, dude? Who are what you, you dating? What you trying to get into one day or soon? Don't put me. Don't put me. Don't connect me to this shit. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, I would oh not. I would not. I'm not into being a cuckold. I've decided. But no, but, me but now Johnny C. Excuse me, Doctor Cox. I don't know that he's into being a cuckold. He just looks the other way. He doesn't seem to care. Jordan is flirting with a with a young, very handsome man at the bar, and she says they have to go because his dorm is going to close and he, she needs to be dropped off. <laughs> Yes. So did she pick him up at the bar or did she bring them out on their date? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I think she know. met him at the bar, but he needs to get home because for some reason. Because he didn't recognize. He doesn't know who he doesn't know who Cox is when he's like, why is that man staring at me? And she's right. like, you should fight him. Right. So, but, Jordan, but Jordan's. Yeah. Jordan wants them to fight. Yes. For some reason, this boy's dorm closes at midnight. Yes. Was, I Which means a, he's a, a bit of a plot we, hole. 
Well, I mean, that just means he's an undergrad, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. like, no, nobody's okay. thinking. What? Well, nobody lives in the dorm after sophomore season, do they? Or do you still live in the dorm your senior? No, you can and, live in the oh, yeah. dorm any year, but but I never heard of a um, dorm that locks its doors at, at midnight. Maybe a religious school or something. Maybe he. No. Can, maybe he. You know, it's a better part of the story if he's in like religious school. <laughs> it is a better yeah. part of the story. He's religious yeah. school. Oh my god! He's in the ministry. He's he's gonna be coming a priest. <laughs> um, Love it. So okay. it's, so we're clear on that. So Cox is cockled a lot. Cuckled a lot. I guess Joel is that the correct thing? Uh, he's not. It doesn't uh, seem to. He just ignores thing, it. He just ignores it. He's not into it. it. It seems to me like Jordan never actually cheats on Cox. I feel like Jordan is just a giant flirt, and Cox has just come to terms with, like my wife needs to flirt in order to feel like sexy and empowered. So whatever she's doing over there, fine by me. I don't well, know if they, she actually. I will say on this: she's hot as she's hot as balls. So I mean, I would be a little pissed off. I'd be like, I don't. I, what did Jordan do to make him hate her so much? I think or he just not be sexually right. attracted I, to her. I think he they have a sex life we know that's very active. I think he just lets her flirt and ignores it and knows that she's not going to take action on it, which okay. is which I'm sure some men and women do too. But that's not for me either. No, what is that? what's that called? Cuckold light, diet right. cuckold, diet cuckold. <laughs> diet cuckold. <laughs> Diet cock and assume cuck zero. Yeah. Cuck, wow. cuck zero. Cuck zero. Oh, no. Diet cuck. Speaking cuck of zero. cuckolds, speaking of cuckolds, what's up with our cuckold uh, 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 two that were on the oh, show? Oh, right. With the, with the dude. I do not have an update for them yet, but I, I can tap oh, them to see Joelle, how it's going. Oh, Joelle, please ask. Tell them we want them okay. to come back on. We just want to okay. know how it's going. You know, well, everybody. I want to know. I want to know. I, 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 even if he hasn't had his turn um, hooking up with, with another woman, I still kind of want to have them back on. Yeah. Okay. I just want to know more. I think about them, and I, I want to just – I just feel like they could be good recurring guests. Like once a season, we just see what's going on in their lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Shea Serrano and this couple. Guess and yes. this couple, yes. Yes, yes. every season we have Shea on once, and we have uh, this, this bizarre – The cuckold couple. Cuckold oh couple. <laughs> Wild. Um, okay, so J.D. Um, – Okay. Da, 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 da. Oh, Let's talk oh about God. the albino radiologist. What's Did you albino? not get this? So Carla and Elliot want the gym to have more equipment for yes, females. For, for women, yes. Right. Now, I didn't realize that gym equipment is – when did gym equipment become – well, I think what I what I inferred was that it was, a, it was all free weights, and women tend stereotypically to appreciate uh, equipment that has the weights, you know, built into it. You can adjust the weight. Um, the example they show at the end is they've got what's this thing called the elliptical, Whatever. right? Um, I never thought of it as 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 a as a male female no, thing female either, thing, right? but but I but I think what they're setting up is that it's just like it's all free weights and 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 dumbbell I'm not and dumbbells and and bars and stuff not sure. stuff that women stereotypically use right and so uh, Turk comes up with a plan because the albino in radiology is named Jim. Yes. And Turk walks into the office and says, you know, that uh, the albino in radiology, Jim, wants uh, new equipment. 
Now, this is all to fool Carla because Cox has had an intervention with Turk and says, are you an idiot? This is the only place that we men can have to ourselves, which is kind of which doesn't really make any sense, because I guess I guess if there was an only freeway gym, maybe maybe it wouldn't have men in it. But Cox says, don't you dare let ruin the gym. That's our male only zone. And Turk listens to Cox and uses Jim from radiology to trick Kelso into saying, uh, you tell, uh, what does he say? Uh, the, there'll you, be no money for that. You, you yeah. tell, you, there'll be no new equipment for that gym. Right. Something like that. Something like that. It's like a threes company misunderstanding. The whole, whole, right. whole premise is built on a misunderstanding <laughs> when someone overhears something, you know? Right, yeah. And so Turk feels like he's out of the way. So the, I didn't know that there was one. There's now an albino in radiology. I didn't know about see the him. We no. never see him. But okay, so how about this caveman booty call fantasy? Hilarious. One of the fun. That shit had me laughing. So I think hard. that's one of the funniest shits ever because I remember shooting this and we couldn't get through it. We were laughing so hard. This woman yes. and I and Bill. I just remember because what's so funny is that she's full cavewoman speak and I'm yeah. modern day. Yes. But I'm like, look, I, I, I have hey. a lot going on. Hey, right. you. hey you. He's trying to right. sneak out of the cave. Doesn't even remember her name, really. Hey, you. Hey, you. I, um. I have a lot going on. Uh, uh, my brother ate my foot. But uh, there's like three things that were going on. A bird. Right. A bird captured. Ate your my, sister. My sister. And she, and she goes, hungry. Yeah. I think I got to go. I gotta oh. Go. <laughs> she goes, Kronk, where you go now? And yeah. I'm like, hey, hey you. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the unibrow. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval term supply. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week, I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take the dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized and already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If anybody ever says hey you to you, it's because they forgot your name. Yeah. That's hey, what that you? means. Hey, you. <laughs> you. <laughs> you. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's you. And then I was like, you. <laughs> and then what about when you do the awkward, like, your partner comes in and you're like, honey, have you guys met? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you two know each other? Do you or two? you go, this is, this is my wife, Casey, and then leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. Or this is my wife, and then Casey goes, "Hi, I'm Casey." Casey's smart. When we 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 she she hit me to it. She was like, "Listen, if ever you don't know anybody's name, just be like, this is my wife. Don't say my name. Just say this is my wife and introduce me. Yeah. I'll get the name out of That's it." That's good. That's a teamwork. That's called That's teamwork. teamwork right there. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? This is where it backfires when Casey will go, "Hey, I'm Casey," and the person will go, "Hey, nice to meet you." Oh, yeah. The worst. (laughs) By the way, I used my name technique that I taught our listeners um, for remembering names the other day. Uh, There's a parking garage attendant who's very nice to me, and I wanted to remember his name, and his name was Wilson. So I pictured that volleyball (laughs) with the red handprint on it driving my car up. (laughs) I just pictured the volleyball in the driver's seat somehow driving the car up to, 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 to and I will never forget that man's name it's Wilson hey Wilson 
And I told my friend the story, and he's like, that's great. Even I'm going to remember his name now. Yeah. I say that all the time. There are people that are like, that are like, hi, my name's Casey. I'll be like, I'll never forget your name. My wife's name is Casey. How could I ever forget it? And then I'll be like, hey, you. Bobby Forrester, our dolly grip. Yes. His, plays his, one of the janitor's uh, henchmen. Yes, his father, who recently just passed away, Robert yes. Forrester. Bobby was an amazing dolly grip. The dolly grip, for those you don't know, is a, is a very tough position because um, the camera is mounted on this piece of gear that you can make the camera move. It's, sometimes it's on tracks. Sometimes it's just rubber wheels on the ground. But you're, you have to hit very specific marks. And what makes it doubly hard is that you also have a uh, – it has a silent hydraulic arm that raises it and lowers. And so the person, man or woman, is not only – moving the physical dolly but simultaneously uh moving the hydraulic arm up and down it's a real art form to it and a lot of people are not good at it and uh when you have a great dolly grip it makes such a difference and bobby was an incredible dolly grip you never had to ever go again because the dolly wasn't somehow in the right position at the right time it's yeah it's really interesting to watch a camera team when they're when they've worked together for a really long time or when they have chemistry it's yeah. really cool to watch because it's, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but there's like four people behind the camera working one camera. Yeah. There's the dolly grip. There's the, fo there's the focus puller. There's the camera operator. And then there's the person who does the, the, uh, mark marking in, uh, the slate, the slate. slate. Yeah. Slate slating. And, uh, yeah. you know, when a team is really good, it's, it, it, things move really fast and, Work is easy. Mm. When the team is really bad, though, it it definitely suffers. You, you know, and these are positions that suffers. take a lot of practice. Like focus yeah. pulling is not a simple thing because you can you can have you know the the the, the lens can be set at at a, at a certain f stop where the focus is very very shallow, and and you can have someone running towards you, and you have to magically not magically with a lot of skill keep up with them and keep them in focus, and it sucks because sometimes. You'll be like, you'll have a great take with an actor, but the focus uh, is off in a moment. And you got to go, oh, we got to go again. That didn't work because of focus. So it, it is definitely a, 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 a skill that is so important. Um, that's That position is called the first assistant camera operator. So, um, so now, when you, now when you see them in the credits, you'll know what that position does. And now you know what the dolly grip does. Anyway, so in this episode, uh, the, 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 the guy, one of the fellas that's in the janitor's posse, uh, and I think he, I think he recurs as one oh, of yeah. the oh, yeah. janitor's He's... posse members. Yes, but he has a line in this one. He says something like, "Good one" or something like that. Right? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pick up on it. When the janitor disses Cox, you know, because right, he's trying right, to hide right. the yeah, fact he's that trying... he's friends with the doctor. Right. That's so high school. That whole relationship was so high school. But we could be friends at the bar. So right. high school. Gray's Anatomy gets referenced. You diss Grey's Anatomy. Well, I'm imagining that Grey's Anatomy was probably a new hospital show killing it in their ratings, and we were jealous or something. And so we said that they bit off of us. We go, Grey's Anatomy, it's like they've been watching our lives and putting it on TV. <laughs> so Elliot bangs Keith. Yeah, after you guys said you were going to just get rid of... You know, I thought, I was hoping, and I knew this was coming, but I was hoping that Elliot and JD, because they're having so much fun together... 
like the way the episode is trending for those who've never seen the show before. Right. It's trending that the booty call will be between Elliot and JD. And I always like it when they hook up. But not this episode. This episode, she bangs Keith. And Keith's so handsome, and he's ripped. Travis is ripped. I mean, the Travis who plays Keith is just, look at his abs. He, I, I mean, can you imagine that this is, you're living with your ex-girlfriend, and she's fine. You guys both discuss you're going to have booty calls. She brings a booty home that looks like a Ken doll. Like, <laughs> with, with, comes out of the shower all moist, wearing my... My my robe, this cute little robe too. I wish I had that robe. I'm well, not gonna lie. It's funny. It's like a little pink robe, and I'm like, why are you wearing my robe? Why is he wearing my robe? And he's wearing my robe. By the way, JD rocking the New Jersey T-shirt to represent. Represent. Wow. We don't know where JD's from, but um, someone magical involved in this production is from New Jersey. Who? Not me. Just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> All right, how about this? All these condoms. How many times did these guys fuck? There's like a hundred condoms on the table. Yes. He has a very strong libido. Reminds me of a young Donald Faison. I know, but like this was this was like they could have gotten the joke across with like six. I think I picked no, up like it, twenty. No, you pick up hand two handfuls. Like yeah, a, and then I, this is the best part. I, and this hand. is the best part of the whole episode is that I read the label. I go, El Toro Grande. <laughs> I'm not familiar with this brand. That <laughs> took me all the way out. So funny. So we learned that in addition to being so handsome, Keith also has a giant El Toro Grande. Yeah. <laughs> we, re- we learn, we're almost done, but we learned that the janitor sells prosthetic feet to college kids. He, he thinks that they smoke something out of them. Oh no! And then you see Bobby Forrester, our dolly grip, carrying a box of pr- stolen prosthetics. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what about the whole thing with Doug and the corpse? Right. I, I, I didn't bring my. I didn't bring my. I try and prank Keith by. by I guess JD steals a corpse from a the corpse morgue from the morgue. Yes. To prank Keith to to Doug- call him a murderer. Doug tracks it all the way to back to the bed, but yes. forgets his gurney in the morgue. Yes. And so has he to decides, bring... rather than go get a gurney, yes. he's going to give the corpse a piggyback ride. This episode is fucking nuts. And then he's got the corpse in the fucking elevator. They, yeah. they should have, Randall, you should have kept the fucking kept the, bag corpse, out, yeah, out of the yeah, bag. No bag. Randall, no you bag. fucked up. That's my I one bet you, note no, for I bet you. you. I bet you the studio was like, no, you got to put the corpse no, in the bag. No, I don't know. I, I Randall. I that would know. be fucking so hilarious if Keith is standing there with a corpse hung over his. <laughs> my one my one note is that uh, Randall really fucked up in that ele- when it ends in the elevator, uh, Doug should have been standing in there with the corpse instead of it in the body bag. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Why do we? You get threatened by all these nurses. Why? And they're all going to throw staplers at you because they find out what you did with the gym. Why are all these nurses holding staplers? I don't understand. Well, uh, I think they were prepared. They were ready for it because the pins came first, and then next was the staplers. She was like, "If he's dumb enough to continue saying it, I want you guys to peck him with." <laughs> okay, staplers. so everyone go grab a stapler. Is what Carla yes. said. She now, was like, "You go. There's you. someone on the fourth floor. There's someone on the first floor. Just make sure you get yourself a stapler." For this moment. We For this moment. Him. Yeah. Now, Donald, not in a fantasy, Elliot 
turns into Darth Vader and lifts me by the neck. Off yeah, yeah, of my chokes feet. you out, chokes <laughs> you out at the end of it. Yes. So she is very, very, very strong. Yes, as, as when you cross Elliot, <laughs> she lifts me by the neck. Choked out. Yeah, <laughs> your feet are dangling, and you see my feet dangling. Yeah, dangling like two of those. You know how they make uh, keychains and they put. Shoes on the keychains. Right, that's the transition you that's were talking That's the transition. Dangling like that. Sounds like Randall went to transition school. <laughs> this episode is really about, you know, about relationships. Like, if you were to re- if we were to do a recap on this episode, it really is about, I think, I think it truly all has to do with rules. I think it, the rules between Cox and, and 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 the janitor at the bar uh, uh, being friends at the bar not at the hospital is that's that's where it is i we can't be associated with each other because we wouldn't be associated with each other normally just because we had a great conversation at the bar let's keep the relationship there uh you but know. they bonded by removing the emerald from my <laughs> my prince albert well, they realize that they have a lot in common at work you're one of their you're one of the people that irks them or JD's think, one of the people that are. Do you think that Cox helps the janitor remove Absolutely. The, the emerald? Absolutely. I don't, I don't think it's a big issue Because he couldn't have moved the bed him. alone. They must have no. done it together. Absolutely. I don't think, I think because they're doc, because he's a doctor, uh, I don't think he has a problem touching another man's penis. I'm sure he's done it several times before. Right. Uh, but I, I, it is weird to not only steal a man from his home in his bed and move said bed to the parking lot, and then, as the piece de resistance, remove the man's Prince Albert piercing yeah. and allow your colleague to mount the emeralds on a broom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My emerald. By the way, we learned that Elliot is into pee play. What's that called, Joelle? This is out of my territory. Can you knowledge. Google? Um, can you Google what the oh my correct... work computer Zach? Let me. I have my no, right no, no, here. no, no, no. It says about right though. P play. This is for work, Joel. I'm sorry that you worked on an <laughs> R-rated <laughs> podcast. HR. HR should be like, uh, it looked like you were looking for P porn. I'm really, I'm so sorry. All right. Well, I just want to know what the correct term for urine play is. I don't want to offend anyone who loves. Isn't it, it. called a golden shower? That's that that's is a particular when... act. That's when you get peed on. But we learned that Elliot is into what's it called, Joelle? You know what? You know what? You know what people? You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what people who are into pee play call their club? What? Urination. Oh my god! I just came up with it. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, Elliot's into pee play. She says it's only because of jellyfish, a jellyfish incident. Yeah. But, but we um, all know. But we all know. All right. On that note, uh, we're going to take a break. And we come back. Joelle has, I'm sure, programmed an exciting guest for us. We'll be right back after these words. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. 
And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Take The Dress. Most people remember it as an optical illusion that went viral, asking everyone on the internet, is this dress blue and black or white and gold? But there's way more to this story than that. The dress went viral in early 2015, marking one of the last months that the internet could still be fun. It was just before Trump declared his candidacy for president and polarized and already polarized internet. It was just shy of people deciding what went viral instead of algorithms. And it was just shy of celebrities realizing that they should never, ever tweet. It's more than a character of the day. It's an entire moment in time bottled in a little, well, either blue and black or white and gold package. I'm not relitigating it again. You cannot make it. And that's just one story. We've got a million. So listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts as important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner gene eugene fodor gene was boarded much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Jean, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean! Huh? Oh! Oh! Run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. 
Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And we're back. Okay, we are but back. Not as much as she loves me. That's true, because she has nine of your babies. Listen, no, just I, two. <laughs> I uh, saw what was it? She posted your your little girl dancing. She's got moves. She got little. She she's a kid. You know, she's <laughs> she likes to sing and dance. No, but I mean, she seems like she's got dance talent. You got her in dance class, right? She, she's got... No, no, no. She, but she should be in dance class. She wants to be in dance class. That's for sure. She oh, I take... know. We were talking about this. The, 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 uh, I think Casey said she's a bit young for like hip hop class, right? Yeah, like you got to be a little bit older. She's only six. Yeah, but she's got talent. She's got moves. She um, likes to dance. All right, let's bring in the guest there, Joel and Daniel. We got a caller. Gave us a holler. Star Wars, I've seen show tunes, you know, like a baller. Smoke some jazz cabbage. Maybe talk about the episode. So come on, Joel, let's get the show on the road. Give it up for Alex Cooper! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, it's happening. Hi, Alex. <laughs> oh, my God. Alex, this is not a dream. It's real. It's happening. Yeah, no, this, screw you guys. With all due respect, this is 100% a dream. This is not a dream. <laughs> well, if we could pinch you, we would. I wish oh we could my God. By the way, you're wearing Dude. the new shirt, which I really, really, really appreciate. That's a dope Thank shirt. You. It is a dope shirt. I get a lot of comments. I know then all the in fans when I'm walking around the hood with my kids. Oh, yeah. Do people, so. uh, do people say, nice shirt, nice shirt? Yeah, they say, you're a scrubs fan. Or else they get it completely wrong. And they're like, oh, that's that like show with the blood. And I was like, that's no, not even right. close. Well, uh, yeah, but I want, call this the limited edition shirt because there's no Ted on here. Is ah. uh, no Ted, no Jordan, no, no to- Jordan or Todd without the the. Yeah, yeah. There's just so Todd, if you want okay the shirt that. that Alex is rocking, we have uh, merch for sale. That's what podcasts do; they sell merch. Uh, you go to cottonbureau.com and look up Fake Doctors, mm-hmm. Real Friends. It looks very good on you, my friend, and I'm not just saying this because uh, thank it's our you. Merch. I'm a little bit of a COVID fatty too, so I've you know I've, it's a lot of pounds and it still fits in there pretty well. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, think, I think you look great. I love thank that. you. I, I, you look great. Uh, where are you, where are you from? calling from? Because uh, wherever you are right now, the ambiance is on. Yes, you're well lit. <laughs> you're well lit. Oh, thank you. I try. Uh, I'm in Bethesda, Maryland, in my house in Bethesda, Maryland, oh, which I is near think DC. We've ever had a Maryland guest, Joel? You can say DC, maybe. So I have a. Yeah, we, we my, grew up in D.C., and uh, my wife and I were here when you guys started your show back in the thousands, and we had a 350-square-foot apartment that cost like a million dollars, when it still does, and we hmm. lived together, and we got married in that apartment, and one little Magnavox TV across the side, and we would watch Scrubs all the time, and all the DVDs, whenever they would come out, you know, after the season was over, because there's no reruns. We would just wait and wait and wait, and finally the DVD would come out, and we'd be able to watch them like nonstop. It was great. Oh, thank you so much. That's man. Awesome. Yeah. Wait, so you wouldn't watch it on series? You just waiting for the? You just no, I, the- we would watch it all in series. We would okay. wait like every Thursday or whenever it was out, and right. you know, on our little TV because that's as big as we could afford back then. Right. Oh, man. And I'm like your guy's age, so I'm like forty. I'm about to turn forty-five, so I'm similar okay. to your guy's age. Oh, so you, you when you listen back to this episode, you're going to get all of our Night Rider and A Team references. That, that- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you might lose that quiz if I'm involved. So I... it's not much of a quiz. We were just talking about how much we loved both of those shows. 
They were that's oh. the, we, we were the target as as young boys. We were the target demo for those two shows. Whoever could make the best Night Rider sound, the you know, you were like the <laughs> king in school. <laughs> that's no, not yes. <laughs> Michael. And then the A team. I mean, nobody ever died in that show, but there were so many bullets spent. We just talked yeah. about that. That's exactly yeah. what they said. Uh, it would be magazine uh, after magazine, and the bad guy, and they, and and the bad guys always had better guns than them oh, yeah. too. Yeah. But they had the freaking the gun with the AK forty seven. AK forty sevens only the AK forty sevens in the back yeah. of the van. My yeah. favorite part was when they were they would always towards the end um, to, to solve whatever problem was going on in the town. They would have to construct something, yes. and that the theme song would kick in, and they would build something. And they never, you never, they never showed you what they were building because it was meant to be a surprise. How no. they used there it. was always a wire in the sand that you didn't there was see. All, yeah, yeah, and there was always some type of thing that knocked people out of something before yes. they blew it up. Oh so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there would have to be a tree to knock out the people out of the van, and then the van would go flipping and turning yep. and exploding. It's kind of like that classic Western trope of yes. we're going to get the town together, and they're not, we're not, they're not, they're not warriors or anything, but we're going to enlist all of them, and they're, they're, we, you see them prepping yes. and sawing, and and then, yes. but but it's mystery. We don't know what they're doing. No, it's very but they did amigos they, like they did it spirit. Ab- Yes, they did yeah. it every episode though, and every time I'm like, dun, 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 dun. Oh, sorry. You, I mean, how do you make it fresh? Time. Every you just time keep I'm going. Like, what was it? How do, what, what was the? And then you know what they never talked about? Is Mr. T still alive? Yeah, absolutely. Joelle, can you please get Mr. T on the show? That's all I want from Hanukkah. I can certainly try. You know what they never talked about after when the A team was over? The casualties of the people that died in those towns, you know what I mean? Like, no, because no you one know what I mean? Died. Like, no, no, no one but like, in, but in, if you look at any other movie, they don't talk about the people that died in trying to save Rock Ridge in fucking uh, That's in, fair. In, in, That's in fair. Blazing Saddles. They don't talk about all those people that di- people died trying father, to save. Yeah. My father always used to say that, you know, because he was not a fan of action movies and stuff. He liked mm-hmm. straight dramas and comedies, but he'd be like, "What about all their families?" Right, <laughs> you know, in like a, in like a, in like a, you know, stereotypic action movie where people are just dying left and right. He's like, why, why is no one going back to help that that man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, your dad was a good dude. Yeah, I remember the uh, you guys. So Donald, you said something a while ago about how you were inspired by the Transformers movie. Oh yeah, become like a stop animator. That movie was the first time I heard a curse word, and it was in a cartoon. Butt. Yeah, it was kick butt. The Dinobot said, "I'm gonna kick butt," and I'm like, <gasps> "No, <laughs> that, there's actually another curse in that movie where Spike and uh, no, uh, is it? I guess it's Spike and Bumblebee. They try to yeah. blow up this a planet and escape, and uh, and Spike oh says to Bumblebee, "Oh shit, what are we gonna do now?" This was in Transformers the movie. And what? I remember being a kid being like, holy cow, Spike just said shit. Yeah, that's, yeah. oh my God, I might have Dude. repressed that memory. That's yeah. terrible. I can't believe that in a, a Transformers animated movie, someone said shit. They would, well, they also killed Optimus Prime in this movie. They killed everybody. Yeah, what about his family? Crazy. What about Optimus Prime's family? <laughs> right. his family. Yeah. All right, let's get into it, Alex. You got a yes, question so, for sir. us, my friend? Yes, sir. Uh, actually, Alex has a dope ass story that it's it's short and we have pictures and you must see it yeah um then forget questions go into your story so in 2007 i was a young i'm an architect and i designed restaurants and hotels and stuff like that 
Um, good job on your restaurant in New York City, by the way, Zach. And so I was asked to go to a seminar in L.A., and I said, yeah, that sounds great. And I happened to stay in West Hollywood. And this is 2007 when Google Maps, I think it, it just came out. So I had to figure out at some point, I was like, I must be near the scrub set. Like, it's got to be around here somewhere. So there's really no Google. There's no, like, Uber to take me there. So I figured it out based on my architecture skills by, like, searching the map and figuring out this building footprint oh must God. be the one. And so I was like, you know what? Screw it. I have a half day off. I got a rental car from Enterprise, not from Uber. And I drove through whatever mountain and I found it and I parked and I started, I was like, I'm just going to walk in and see what happens. So I walked in and there's nobody at the guard station, fucking ghost town. Nobody there. Middle Wait, of the summer. It, sorry, I missed track of time. This is after we were done filming or, or I guess we so. Filming? It was July 2008, 2007, July, 2007. So you must've been out of filming, I guess. Um, yeah, we're not filming White. in July. We yeah. were, we wouldn't be filming. In oh, July. but, 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 but I can see from your pictures that, that, well, no, we were just, still filming there. Yeah, we were yeah. just down. We were down for the summer or something. Yeah, yeah it was between seasons. You're between seasons. And you snuck six in, seven, I think. I didn't. I just walked in. It was open. Ah, literally open. So I'm, I'm like, hello, is anybody in here? Nothing. Nobody's coming out. Nobody's saying anything. Hear any words? I mean, anybody could have walked in there. So I took my little camera, no cell phone cameras, and I walked around and I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, oh my God, here I am at the nurse's station. Oh my God, I'm at the cafeteria. Oh my God, I'm at Coffee Bucks. Wow. And I'm literally walking through your guys' set slash building. And as I'm walking through- Were you nervous? Things, Did you think like very, someone, someone's going to like arrest you? Very, very nervous. So Did I'm you just stay on the first floor? Or did you make it up to the- No, I didn't. I didn't go up. I was okay. terrified of being there in the first Sorry, place. Sorry, we should I, tell the audience that, we've, that uh, we're looking uh, on Zoom, a, a shared screen of all of these pictures of Alex uh, walking through the empty <laughs> hospital. Yeah. Yeah, and it was Alex. Was, did you kill anyone on your? <laughs> <laughs> there may be a dead body. Is well, there a body buried somewhere? There's a Alex, lot of ceiling Alex, tiles is missing. Is the next so. slide the dead guard? <laughs> no. I told you he wasn't there, but you never know because I killed him. I'd, it, you said there was a story once of how you guys hid stuff above the ceiling tiles, and now well, I not know on why. purpose. Someone hid Rowdy to get back at Bill. Uh, well, it's no surprise. Anything it was that there half the ceiling tiles were missing when I got there. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that that was also uh, that's a that was a Bill and uh, that was a Bill Lawrence thing. He wanted the hospital to feel like it was old, low, low on funds, low on yeah, funds. Yeah, it was literally low on funds. Yeah, and I don't know how you guys manage their day to day. I mean, it's it was a dump. No offense. There was a sign. Was there was a sign outside editorial that was just the size of a piece of paper, and it said like. This is to officially warn anyone in this building that the following toxic oh <laughs> chemicals God. are oh in my. this. I mean, asbestos and gotten mold and God knows what else. I mean, it was an ancient old hospital that was meant to be torn down. But we were like, wait, before you tear it before down, you do, right, before we're going to spend nine <laughs> years in it. Safe, right, yeah. <laughs> We understand it's a safety hazard. But. Yes, we understand that, that it has black mold and asbestos and a zillion other problems, but we're just going to quickly spend nine years of it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this scared me like crazy. I was trying to piece together like where you guys were in different scenes and stuff just from watching the show. Like a lot of people will put together old sitcoms and figure out how the set is sort of figured out or what it was like. Jerry yeah, Seinfeld's I saw apartment. one of those recently that Seinfeld's apartment doesn't make yeah. any any sense. No, zero sense. But this one, I mean, the building doesn't lie. It's a character in the show. Yeah. yeah. And so I was just fascinated as a young architect. I'm like, I have to go piece this together. I sort of put it together in my mind, obviously, but 
just being there absolutely blew my mind. Is and this going to end with you making a full-scale model? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I could build it in 3D and walk you through it probably right now, yeah. <laughs> that That's would like, be awesome. I could make you a video game with Scrubs Hospital as the main you know, as the place. I, I, pitched to, I pitched to Bill all the time that we should make a Scrubs animated series. Stop motion animated series. We would need somebody to rebuild the hospital if he ever signs off on that. Oh my lord, that would be amazing. You'd have to include the black mold though. That's the critical part. Of the well, yeah, of course. We'd have an episode based well, on the listen, black Listen, we had yeah. fake doctors, real friends, don't encourage you to sneak into your favorite TV show sets. But Alex, you did it successfully. No Thank one was you. harmed. Nope, back in the day I survived. But um, I have a, an apropos question to that for my Fix My Life. But Yes, go. It's my... time for Marilyn's favorite segment, Donald. It's time to <laughs> Fix Your Life. So I have, I have questions for you, but I, this, the Fix My Life, I told Joelle, I said, I yield any Fix My Life or good advice to my almost 12-year-old daughter. Um, she, you know, I can fix my own life. I got, I got lots of things. I'm your guy's age. I can manage, but she is really interested in theater and film. And she's a young lady who wants to learn. She, um, Zach, she was following, um, your lovely lady Florence, uh, through her trials in black widow. And she would always tell me how fascinated she was that Florence would give shout outs to the crew. And she said that was so honorable. And she said, I always wanted to be there as part of that crew who had set things up. I was walking the other day and we happened to see this teeny like one camera independent photo shoot. Somebody was holding a boom, like a real boom mic. And she's like, I just got chills. Oh, you know, that's, that's what I was like. How old is she? That's what I was like. She's almost 12. I would literally like, this is so dorky, but I would, I would set up what I thought a film set looked like in my dining room. I had nothing to shoot. I had no one to film, but I would like put a clip light here yeah. and put my little video camera on a tripod. And my mom would be like, can I clean up the dining room? I'm like, mom, it's a hot set. Can't touch it. <laughs> and I remember being, I remember I would just walk by the dining room where I had set up what I thought a movie set looked like. There was nothing, I had no plan of anything I was filming. I just thought it was cool that I had a mock film set in my dining room. It's so so, cool. so there you go. It sounds like your yeah. little girl was a lot like I was. Is there Absolutely. A lot of, is there a lot of theater in you guys' town? She, well, I grew up doing high school theater. I was like the unsuspecting lead in all the plays. I never knew I had it. I mean, and that just went poof. So I always, Zach, I always admire the stories of your dad having theater in his blood still later in his life. I sort of aspire to that. But she's, you know, she went to theater camp every summer. Where did uh, she go? Minus last one. She went to a place called Glen Echo, and it's an adventure theater. It's right down here in D.C. Okay. It's fantastic. They're so good. And she was always good at the theater part. She's very, very good, but she just loved, she's like, I wonder how long it's going to take to reset that scene. You know, she's mm-hmm. like, that's what like gets her going. Well, so might, it sounds like she might be as interested in the behind the scenes as she is in, in being an actress. That's exactly right. Mr. Raff. He, she was very much interested in that. So I promised her one day I will take you out to, I guess, Los Angeles and we will figure out a way to go, be a fly on the wall at a TV shoot or a film shoot or whatever it is, yeah. because she would just absolutely drop dead. Well, the easiest so, thing to do, by the way, is, uh, you know, the easiest, unless you have a connection to someone who's shooting, especially now COVID, you know, pretend COVID's uh, over when COVID's over, but you can take her to a sitcom taping because my father, they're always they're yes. dying to have audiences. Uh, you know, they really, they really want you to do it. And my father, when I was her age, brought me to, a, I've told this on the podcast, to a taping of the, the, the Bob Newhart show. Oh. Um, and I, you know, she will love that. Cause that is, oh. 
that is the best way to to just kind of watch behind the scenes of production and and yep. and, uh, and and be able to sit there. But sorry, yeah. go ahead with your with your. Well, that's restaurant. that's sort of it. So you guys live in this world every day, and so if you were in my shoes and you were just some civilian architect who wanted to make his daughter's dreams come true, how would you figure out a way to put her in the position to be part of the behind the scenes and just like be sneaking in and just watching a set go by, like? I don't even know how to make that manifest that dream. My wife is really good at manifesting things like willing things into existence, but this is can't figure it out. Well, normally if it were non COVID times, we could easily figure out a way to get you on some set because we could ask, well, we could ask one of our friends who's currently shooting. The problem is in this day and age, uh, you're not even allowed on like, I can't even have my, my mom keeps saying, I can't wait to visit the set of your new movie. I'm thinking like, mom, you can't visit the next one. I don't have have the heart to break it to her yet. But yeah. um, but oh, so so we'll you ha- you're gonna have to wait until this this apocalypse is fully over. But I my my answer is the easiest thing is go online and if you're listening and you're interested in this for your kid or for yourself as well, look into how you get tickets to a sitcom taping, um, because they are always looking to recruit audiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, if it's a popular show, it can be harder to get tickets, but another one that's tricky to get tickets to, but you can, you if you're clever, you can figure it out is SNL, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. Because, that's really difficult. You got to get no, on the list. But don't, you're one. not, if he right. wants to no be doubt. the first one in line and mm-hmm. wait overnight, no he could do, I mean, it depends how hardcore you want to be. But my point is SNL is so fun because you're watching, uh, I remember watching when, when I was in, you're watching them, the crew, amazing crew, move like a Swiss watch, all these sets live during the commercial break. So that's, I, that's really thrilling. And um, but so the, cool. the, the first thing that comes to mind is, is a sitcom audience, because yeah. I also believe that they're going to start allowing people back once they're vaxxed and tested into oh, sitcom yeah. audiences. Yeah. In terms of going on a real movie set, I I don't have an answer for you right now, but we will ruminate on it and tell Joelle if we can think of anything. Oh, yeah. Well, we can uh, we have time on our side, so we'll go out there and mm-hmm. poke around. So don't also, forget about Also, you us might think about sending her to a camp that I don't know if this camp that she goes to that also has uh video production cuz some of them do. Yeah, we're going to try that next. She really wants to be behind the camera. I know there's the popular the one I went to that I I always advertise is Stage Door Manor. Um the other popular one is French Woods, French Woods but okay. also just research because some of these have um, a film and TV programs that are, you know, just as intense as their theater program. That's so cool. Yeah, I'll um, when the world opens back up, Joelle, I'll be sure to ring you and let you know we're in the Please area. Please do. Please yeah, do, Alex. a young girl in the film industry feels like the right thing, especially for an aspiring lady who wants to be there professionally. Hell yeah. We'd support that a lot. And I know, Donald, you have, you know, kids who probably live next to your world constantly. And so it's got to be pretty fascinating for you to see them. I don't want them. I don't want them anywhere near my world, to be honest with you. No, no, no. Like, and, and, and my kids show interest too. And it's like, I don't want you. I don't want that for you, but it's not up to me at the end of the day. Well, if you want to have equal amount of anxiety about their future, just make them put them in architecture. That'll be right. <laughs> about the same guarantee. Um, yeah, also, Alex, I was thinking, you know, there's some, um, I don't know if it's too mature for her, but there's some master classes that are cool. Like Ron Howard did one. Yeah. We've, we have the masterclass subscription and we oh, started definitely doing... show her. Um, there's definitely some behind the scenes filmmaking ones. I know I watched uh, the Ron Howard one out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, those We've might watched. really, those might really interest her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we definitely do. Uh, but yeah, literally one day, I mean, 
you know, if Donald, you have kids, you know, just seeing the surprise and the amazement on their faces when they get this thing that shows up in their life that they never thought would exist. It just, it's not, it's not for me. It's not I for me. I have a surprise for you, Alex, because not yet. Wait till I introduce you. Oh no. Hold on. I got to figure out how to do this with my mic. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yes, I can hear you. Yes. All right, it's going to sound shitty for a second, but we have it's a okay. very special surprise visitor on today's show to end the show. Oh, my God. Do you want to get one of your things and sing something? Um, all right, so this is a surprise, not planned. Oh. Okay. Do you guys like surprises? <laughs> yeah. I love you surprises. can come in and then tune Sur- while you... I've been surprised all day since Joel called me. Are you kidding me? Alex, because I didn't because I didn't successfully uh, fix your life, I just had some mild. No, come in first, friend. Come in. No, it's been tuned. Preston tuned it. God, Ladies and gentlemen, a total surprise, Mister Joshua Raiden. <gasps> Josh! No way! Oh my yes! Josh, a day What's up, brother? How are this is you? Our, this is our guest, Alex. Hi, Say hi, hi to Alex Josh. Crawford. That's a good T-shirt. I'm, yeah, thank you. I'm going to get you one of those. And I you, need one of those. And you know Joel and Dale. Hi, Joel. Hi, Daniel. And that's a day of Shun. This is such an honor, Josh. I've been, I've been a fan of yours since the beginning of Scrubs and since Garden State and all the things when Zach introduced you more to the world than ever. Thank you so much. Well, it's, so, it's such a nice pleasure to meet you. Donald, what, what do we want him to sing, Donald? He, he, he was supposed to meet me, but he came a little early. What are you guys doing in fucking New York without me, first of all? We're going to have a... Motherfucker, <laughs> motherfucker, Josh, you're supposed to be like in Sweden or some shit like well, that. He what are you was, doing in New York? Listen, what the, he what had... the fuck is going on that you two are hanging out and I'm Calm fucking down. sitting in my fucking house in California <laughs> while you two are fucking running around New York City having a good time together, man. Uh, coming back y'all to didn't call tomorrow. nobody. This is some bullshit right now. I need you to calm down. Okay, I cannot he's... calm down. I'm upset, <laughs> goddammit. I will not be calmed. Daniel, 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 you're going to have to turn that volume way down. <laughs> turn it down. <laughs> okay. Um, do you... What, uh, this motherfucker okay, started okay. off the show Quiet. talking about these hoes ain't loyal. These hoes ain't fucking loyal. All right. Look at them, the two of them. Hoes. Chilling together. You're missing. You're, you're missing your bottom bitch, motherfucker. You're missing your down bottom bitch. That's what Josh I'm just said. Josh. Josh just said. Josh just while you were screaming goes twice a week, huh? You record this twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, this was not. Pl- this was not planned. But Josh has a new album out called what? Josh. It's called The Ghost and the Wall. The Ghost and the Wall, which you listeners should listen to and pick up. And now Josh is going to surprise us with a track from Ghost in the Wall. Hey, guess what, you guys? So this was hanging on the wall in Zach's apartment. It's actually my guitar. Zach bought this for me as a birthday present. What, uh, my 30th birthday, I think. Wow. Um, and, uh, and I decided many years ago to leave it on the wall here, so anytime I'm here, I can play it. Um, nice. I'm thinking right, what I'm going to do to make this more professional is give you the headphones so you sound like you want to sound, right? I don't care. Well, I can just sing into the mic. Yeah, that's what you do. The headphones won't make a difference. To this, but what you're going to do is 
seeing into this microphone. <laughs> okay? All right. Okay, you ever seen on. one of those before? All right. Nobody talk during the song, okay, Alex? For God's sake. Can we move this down just a touch? Wherever you want it. Like that? We're like just a video. little of the... We're not... Oh, there's no video. That's well, right. We, no, there's, we, no, there's no video, you We daydream about putting it on YouTube one day, but Donald won't update his fucking camera. Shut up, He stole the iHeart camera and put used it for his fucking animation. Hey, cocknose, shut up. Well, Why don't you I fucking stick your cocknose and Josh Ray's twat ears? Okay. No, no, no. Let's call it. He just said to stick the Oh, my cock nose in your twat ear. He's got a one whole nose. Okay. It's uh-huh. creative. Everybody calm down. Here is uh, Josh. What's this song called, Josh? This one's called Hey You. Hey You. Here we go. Yeah, Hey You. Fuck Donald. Leave him in California. Should, All I, right, put, should I, I put the headphones on or no? No, I'll wear How it. do you guys do this? Okay. I love that Josh was like, you do this twice a week? All right, here we go. Here's Josh. <laughs> Thanks for letting me look at Donald's face for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
that was beautiful. What a fun, what a fun surprise, a, dude. That was amazing. That's beautiful. Amazing. That was amazing. Beautiful. Wow. What's the album Can called again, John? Uh, you honor me, by the, the way. Ghost, <laughs> the Ghost in the Wall, everybody. Go check it out. Um, that's our show. Don't say we don't bring amazing guests. Alex, good luck with everything. Holy um, shit. Tell your daughter. Dude, we just blessed the world with some Joshua Raiden. God yes. damn. Tell your Alex, daughter to hire Alex, us everything is great. Everything is grand. You got the whole world in the palm of your hand. You mm. also got Josh Raiden performing songs for you, buddy. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Have treated me for 25 years, and I appreciate mm. every minute uh, of it. Well, don't never say we don't do shit for you, buddy. <laughs> never will. <I> never <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, we love you, and um, we'll see you next time. Alex, thanks for coming on. And, uh, thanks. Love you guys. You guys are the best. Later. Right. Five, six, Here's seven, eight. stories about a show we made About a bunch of dogs and nurses And a janitor who loved to hate I said, here's the stories That we all should know So gather around to hear our Gather around to hear our Scrubs we watch show with Zach and Dono mm-hmm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P.com. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. There's a shortcut to platinum status at Shell. To saving 10 cents per gallon on every fill every day. Just fill up six times with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline and it's yours. Plus, you'll rejuvenate your engine. Get ready to level up performance, rewards, and savings. With continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors, platinum status is earned with 12 fill-ups over three months, 10-gallon minimum per fill-up at participating Shell locations. Terms apply. Visit fuelrewards.com status. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.